I'm not here to clamp jab with you, Millie. This is the Movie Ladder Podcast. Welcome to the Movie Ladder Podcast, where we're all about cinematic connections. Each week, we did, we're discussing a movie that connects to the movie we watched the previous week before. My name's Brenda Fitzpatrick, and I'm joined here by my host. I'm Zach Brooks, and uh, I'm here to re- to co-host the Movie Ladder Podcast with Brennan Fitzpatrick. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> well, that went about as well as expected, didn't it, Zach? Oh, uh, yeah, it's body swap week. Yes, we're body swapping. <laughs> well, last week we discussed Final Destination, and this week, due to a teenager's Halloween trying to survive the night connection, we're discussing the 2020 horror film Freaky, starring Vince Vaughn. Uh, we will be discussing and spoiling Freaky. Um, then at the end of the episode, we will decide on our next movie suggestion based on those sent in from you, the listeners, and us, our hosts. We will be spoiling the movie Freaky. Uh, so if you haven't watched it, we will put a timestamp in the in the podcast with our so that you could skip straight to our ladder connections and discussion for what we'll be watching next week. However, but you should pause the podcast, go back, watch the movie, and then come back and listen to the front part of this podcast. And where is Freaky streaming, Brendan? Freaky is streaming on HBO Max. <laughs> uh, I give that a uh, three and a half stars out of five for your it's intro. It's probably closer to a two, but I appreciate <laughs> I'm it. A great, I'm a great inflator. Yeah. <laughs> As always, you can submit your feedback, ratings, questions, and connections at Ladder Movie on Twitter or themovieladder at gmail.com. Uh, also, follow the movie ladder on Letterboxd. All right, Zach, what did I miss? Uh, no, I think that was good. Um, I, I don't know if you were that great with, you know, riffing on what the connection is between uh, Final Destination and Freaky, but... Uh, it was part of the for us. Yeah, um, this, this uh, was a little... Um, as I was watching Freaky, I felt like it was a little tenuous. That it was we a little, yeah, it was a little freaky. Yeah. A little freaky. Uh, yes. Uh, well, I, I'm uh, I'm very glad to be here with you, Brendan. It's uh, exciting to get to talk about Freaky on the Movie Ladder I, podcast. What you could say is this was an unusual way for teenagers to be trying to survive high school. Yes, there you <laughs> go. Uh, to staying alive in high school, maybe we yeah, can. Even, we'll see when we get to our title connection. Um, right. Well, before we get too far into Freaky, um, why don't we talk about what we have been watching and doing this week. Zach, what was the best thing you watched this week? Oh, man. Uh, best thing I – so uh, in true Brendan fashion, if we're body swapping, I have multiple answers to this, not oh, just one. Um, and I, I will just pick one. Um, but I watched three very good movies. Um, spoiler, none of them are the movie we're talking about tonight. Uh, but <laughs> I, uh, I watched uh, Dune in the theater at Emacs, um, which is like an IMAX knockoff at the theater near me. I thought maybe you just typoed in our G-chat earlier this weekend that you went to an IMAX and you said it was an EMAX. No, it's an EMAX. There's there's one theater has EMAX and one theater has, like, Extreme, and both are knockoffs of IMAX. Neither are, like, yeah. official IMAX. They're just bigger screens, basically. Um, 
but yeah, so uh, I watched that. Uh, very good. But that's not the one I want to talk about. I actually watched a ton of movies this weekend. Um, and in the last two days, I watched, uh, you know, getting in the getting in the holiday spirit. I watched uh, last night. I watched Whatever Happened to Baby Jane, which is from 1962. Uh, and I don't know, either that or the movie I watched the night before, which is the original 1978 Halloween. I do not know which one I want to talk about as my favorite of the three. Um, Dune was very good as well. Um I would say more of our listeners have probably seen Halloween, so let's focus on that one. But if people haven't seen Whatever Happened to Baby Jane, I think it's two thumbs up for both of us, right? Yes. Uh, Don't really read much about it. Just go and watch it. Uh, This movie is batshit crazy. Uh, Unfortunately, it does not look like it's streaming anywhere. I was able to watch it on Plex. Um, You can get it from the library, of course, to get the disc. Uh, I I wish we – I will say, I wish we were doing Whatever Happened to Baby Jane or Halloween as our main review uh this week but that's okay um yeah so i'll talk about halloween because halloween's a couple days away i had been watching the sequels and this is the first time i've gone back to the original 1978 movie and uh this movie is just so like especially visually it is so inventive Mm -hmm. and i was like just awed by the way the camera moves how much first person perspective it is and just how the camera puts you in this voyeuristic perspective where you're watching uh all of the the babysitters and the high schoolers mm-hmm. from the, you're, you're just like leering at them and the camera is at eye level a lot like you would be you know michael myers and not always like from behind the mask although you do get some shots from inside the mask uh mm-hmm. early in the movie and uh it the camera moves and turns like your head would you know it just it uh I, I just caught so much more in this viewing of Halloween than uh, I, it's been a long time since I watched it. So um, it was very fun to go back to. And I, I definitely recommend it if you haven't watched it in a while. Yeah, I, I'm actually uh, I'm about, I have about 20 minutes left in the Ringers rewatchable podcast on Halloween. Um, started listening to it uh, towards the end of work today. Um, I, I really love that movie. I've seen it. You know, I watch it every couple of years. Um, I think it holds up really, really well, especially the intensity. And as you said, the way it's shot visually, um, mm-hmm. it's so inventive for both the time it was made and the budget they had to do it on. Yes, the budget. I mean, That's what I've learned a lot about. I did not realize how low budget this movie was. Yeah. I mean, John John Carpenter apparently composed the theme and score mm-hmm. on his, like, Casio digital piano thing. And, like, Casio. it's like... Yeah, and I mean, it's like, it's that's how low budget this was. And it, yeah. it's really well done, especially like, this is Jimmy Lee Curtis's first big role. And now you don't think about like, this being her first movie, but like, it's her first really big role. And she's so incredible. Um, and it's, she had so, such a long career where she was sort mm-hmm. of the, the screen girl for about yes. 15 years where she couldn't get out of being typecast in this type of part so much that she abandoned Hollywood for, you know, well, several and, years. And Jamie Lee yeah. Curtis, of course, comes from a lineage of mm-hmm. actors, too. Tony Curtis yeah. is her father, but then um, the uh, Janet Lee from is Psycho. her mom, who was, right, who was the screen queen in Psycho as well. So mm-hmm. there's there's that whole aspect to it. Um, you talk about the Ringer's Rewatchables podcast, which I've not started yet. Uh, but The Ringer a few years ago did a series called Halloween Unmasked. It's hosted mm-hmm. by Amy Nicholson, who hosts the Unspooled podcast, uh, mm-hmm. which is uh, usually a pretty good podcast. Sometimes sometimes it's a little annoying. <laughs> um, but the Halloween Unmasked series, I've started that now that I rewatched Halloween, and I'm three or four episodes in, and highly recommend that. If you're a fan of Halloween, mm-hmm. she gets really into a lot of the behind the scenes and the making of this movie, which is all fascinating. 
fascinating. And uh, John Carpenter was at USC in that film class with uh, Francis Ford Coppola, which we talked about last year. Um, mm-hmm. Was it during, uh, was it The Doors the that Doors, we talked yeah. about that? Yeah. The Doors, yeah. Um, yeah. yeah, and the, Jim Morrison was in class with Francis Ford Coppola and, um, the, you know, that time at USC in their film studies program mm-hmm. um, or in their film program. Uh, so I, I believe John Carpenter was there at the same time. Now, I do not have my dates in front of me, so maybe that's wrong. But I know that he was at USC and in that, you know, tying back to last year's ladder. So, um, yeah, and Halloween also very brisk, 140 minutes. Like, yeah. Or an hour, sorry, hour an and hour four minutes. minutes right? yeah, yeah, hour and 40 minutes. Um, and, you know, it's, yeah, uh, it just it's, not super, it's not gory. It's not super scary. I mean, it's creepy, but I don't think it's really scary. It's the, I think it's the classic, um, you know, it's the classic psycho serial killer coming to get you. And it's sad that, like, each consecutive uh, slasher film after this, like, this set a template, but all of the all of the franchises that came after it instead of hyping up the intensity, hyped up the goal, I think. Yeah. And they sort of got away from the original intent of the slasher film, which, um, you know, is is unfortunate. I do think, um, you know, it's interesting that I watched Halloween just two nights before I watched, or one night before I watched, I watched it Sunday night, and then I watched Mm -hmm. Freaky last night. Um, And, you know, Freaky and Halloween, definitely there's a lot of ties between them, and I think that will be part of... uh, when I'm talking about how, when I talk about freaky, kind of coming in there, the bar was raised the night before so much that uh, freaky had a very high bar to hit. Unfortunate. Oh. Yeah. Um, also, one other note that was very fun is Lori and Tommy watch Howard Hawks's The Thing, which is the original yeah. The Thing. Um, and, and in that Halloween on Mass series, I, I'm learning a lot about how uh, John Carpenter really wanted to make cowboy movies, and he loved John Hawks. Mm-hmm. And so it's just very, it's very cool to see that, and then know that he's going to make the thing, which I absolutely love the thing. So I love um, the thing as well. Yeah, yeah. I need to watch more John Carpenter. I probably will end up watching more mm-hmm. of his movies over the next few weeks. So, sure. um, but yeah, high, high, high recommendation to Halloween. High, high recommendation to whatever happened to Baby Jane. High, high recommendation to Dune in theaters. Uh, I. I'm just going to be a snob and say you really yeah. got to see Dune in theaters. I, I did. Um, well, I'll get into what I watched this week. Um, I did watch Dune, but I did watch it on my couch on Saturday afternoon um, with the lights off, with the shades drawn so that I could, you know, wouldn't get any glare against the TV or anything. I could minimize that. I've got a pretty big TV. Um, the the movie is visually impressive, but it's not the best thing I'm going to talk about this week um, because I do want to go re-see it in theaters on a big on a much bigger screen and i think mm-hmm. i will enjoy it a lot more but that's not to say i didn't enjoy dude i really really did and i'm really intrigued to see um where they go with it from here and how many parts of it we're gonna end up getting um right now it has a very uh lord of the rings production feel to it and that's kind of exciting yeah um, if only they had filmed it like they filmed because then they yeah. film lord of the rings all back to back they did yeah they, yeah. It, yeah over the course of six years in new zealand and released them every two years so yeah. yeah um yeah and i mean i know not everybody can get to the theater um yeah. i do think this is a this is a circumstance where this movie really benefits from being away from your phone in the dark like unable to be distracted by anything mm-hmm. or get taken out of just how immersive the world is uh so get vaccinated wear a mask and go to the theater Fair enough. Um, well, I want to talk about the other major film that came out this weekend, um, and that's uh, the new Wes Anderson, The French Dispatch, mm-hmm. which you have not seen yet, so I'm not going to spoil too much of it for you, but I loved this film. 
Um, the film basically follows a fictional magazine in Midwest Kansas that is modeled after the New Yorker. Um, the the New Yorker. But it's magazine. in Kansas. But it's in Kansas, and oh, uh, Bill Murray quirky, plays Wes Anderson. Very quirky. quirky. Uh, Bill Murray plays the editor in chief, and we follow several of his reporters as they're working on different stories for the final edition of this magazine. Um, I won't spoil why it's the final edition, but um, they are trying to get everything together for the final edition of this magazine. Uh, lots of his classic acting troupe show up, as well as some performances from some newer people that he hasn't normally worked with, like um, Francis McDormand and an incredible performance by Benicio Del Toro in his segment. Um, his segment was my favorite of the film. Um, I, I highly recommend people go see it in the theater because like Dune, it is also very visually compelling, but in like a completely different way. Like in that quirky Wes Anderson where there's a ton of things happening on the screen and you really need a big screen to see everything that's happening. Yeah, well in his, because when you said that it's really visually compelling, I was thinking of uh, Grand Budapest Hotel, yeah. which plays a lot with aspect ratios and colors. And I exactly. I mean, I'm, I'm very up and down about Wes Anderson movies. Um, I like Isle of Dogs. Mm-hmm. Um, I really liked Grand Budapest Hotel, but the rest of his movies, I kind of take or leave. Um, and some of the headlines I've seen about this say it's just kind of Wes Anderson at his quirkiest. Um, yeah, and, and I, I think this is probably his my second favorite film of his behind Moonrise Kingdom. Um, mm-hmm. I absolutely fell in love with Moonrise Kingdom when I saw it. Um, I know a lot of people, um, this is either very high on their Anderson list or towards the bottom, uh, depending on what their favorite actually is. Like, I mean, some people really love Fantastic Mr. Fox. Um, I haven't oh, really I need to see that. that. I heard that's forever. good, yeah. Um, I haven't revisited it forever. I remember really enjoyed the George Clooney voice performance, but um, don't really remember a whole lot about it. But and yeah, it, um, definitely it, recommend people watch The French Dispatch. And it's it's too bad that it's in theaters and not also simultaneously streaming, because I don't think as many people are going to see this film for a few years until it comes to streaming. Um, unlike Dune, which is a simultaneous release. Yeah, it's really interesting that Dune is the one. I mean, I know it's all studio stuff, but the Dune is the one that got the simultaneous streaming release and French Dispatch is not. I mean, French Dispatch is kind of like the way movies are going. French Dispatch is the type of movie that would be a Netflix movie and not a theater movie, whereas like Dune, you know, all the Marvel movies that are coming out, those would be theater movies. Um, Exactly. Yeah, I, I hope that we get back to a point where it's just theater movies and like yeah, we don't have we don't have simultaneous streaming releases for things all the time uh, when it's completely safe for everybody to feel comfortable going to back to the theaters because it just it it, it I don't know I love going to movie theaters and I would just hate to see movie theaters go the way of uh, the movies the video store. Yeah, I, I I agree. I agree. It would be uh it would be a tragedy. Well, speaking of tragedy, Zach, why don't uh, well, we well, so one thing real quick. Well, I, I didn't mean to cut off your your uh. Yeah. What is that called? Your a, that was a good transition. It, I had second. It was so. a good. It was a good transition, and I'll let you have yeah. that one back. But I do want to just give you props because you pointed out to me that you meant to uh, suggest French Dispatch as one of your suggestions. Oh, I last did. Week. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And, and then, how we could have been talking about that movie instead of Freaky this week. Yeah, I meant to recommend it at, uh, off of Final Destination. I completely forgot because it was an FP title, and um, it was you know. I, I I said if it took place in um actually in France, then it definitely should have been a connection. And mm-hmm. I'm not gonna spoil whether any part of it actually does take place in France. But it does have France in the title and they go to France. France. They they go to France yeah. and file destination. So exactly. Um, 
Yeah, I, I think that, that that would have been fun. But again, like we do try to, you know, besides Dune, I, I'm not like you have to go to the movie theater for anything. Right. Uh, so, yeah, it's a French Dispatch. And uh, I'm glad you liked it. So, you know, there's some cast connections between French Dispatch and Dune as well. There's that would have been a very fun, yeah. very fun uh, ladder that you could do from those two. Would have been very funny. Yeah. Yeah. So. Right. Our, well, speaking of. Uh, very funny. Yeah, very, very freaky coincidences. Uh, why don't we talk about freaky? Nice, very freaky yeah. coincidences. I like that. Uh, well, yeah, we're freaky. about freaky. What, do you, what, do you, what was your freaky experience, Zach? Um, so freaky I've been aware of for a while. Uh, this came out last fall, I believe, probably just about a year ago, um, probably around Halloween time last year. And I knew that it was the, you know, like a, a horror movie version of Freaky Friday um, mm-hmm. based on the title. Um, so, you know, I, I watched this last night and, um, I had been watching a lot of other really good movies. And, um, so I think just for me, I, I was, this one landed with a complete thud for me. I'm just going to come wow. right out and say it. I, I thought Vince Vaughn was hilarious. I really, really, and I will get some points for Vince Vaughn's performance. Um, mm. and there's some clever, like 2020, 2021 writing in it, you know, some of the lines some of the characters, but I just thought like this just retreaded a ton of things that I've seen a million times. This definitely felt like a, and this is going to come up later in some of the feedback we got from some of the listeners, but this definitely felt like a movie not for our generation. This was oh, like, yeah. All right. this was like the Gen Z's horror slasher movie that that is going to be a cult classic for the generation under us in 20 years. Like, people are going to look back at Freaky, like the way that we think about, like, Mean, mean Girls, Girls or Scream yeah. or Halloween, even like well, I mean, it, I mean Halloween isn't our generation. Maybe by this your is, generation, this it's is not my this, generation. Yeah, I think this is this generation's Scream, basically, um, or or will be thought of that way in ten or fifteen years. Um, does it really do that much? I mean, like I feel like this is like I, a person in our generation making a movie for somebody who's Gen Z and being like, oh, Gen Z, <laughs> they talk about pronouns Gen Z be like this. Yeah, yeah, like they, yeah, it's like, what up, fellow Gen Z, right? Like, I think we should have had a Gen Zer on the podcast. Yeah, I mean, I mean we're, we're... <laughs> probably, probably. Do you know any Gen Zers? That's the question. I don't. I mean, uh, who do I know that's Will from America? Is he Gen Z? I don't even think he's Gen Z. Should we have asked oh, yeah. like Max Kids uh, to be on? <laughs> David and Sadie can come on. Yeah. Oh, my God. Um, I mean, yeah, I, I, I get that. Like, I guess it could be, you know, like it's, you know, more for kids in high school right now. Oh, I do know. I actually do know. Uh, I do know a couple of Gen Zers, kids in high school. Um, but I mean, I just think it's, it's like, it's like the, the cool dad trying to make a movie for his, to be relatable to his kids and be like, you Gen Zers like your cell phones, right? You like selfies. (laughs) Um, you hate your parents, right? right? Yeah. I don't know. It's just like, yeah, I, 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 guess, I, I but. this didn't land with a complete thud for me, but I completely understand why it would um, for you and a lot of our listeners. Um, where on the other hand, I thought this movie was trying some really interesting things and actually was kind of fun. Even if it was I trying love this, a little I too love hard. I love the idea behind it. I love, like, you yeah. know, much like Final Destination, much like uh, Happy Death Day. And this is the same director as Happy Death Day. This is, uh, yeah. what is his name? Christopher Landon. Yeah, um, definitely see the print of Happy Death Day on this movie. And right. the way that the um, running away from the killer, getting in the way of yourself, getting in the way of the killer, a lot of the, 
action sequences of the deaths were filmed in very similar ways. Um, right, and just like the combination of like a sci-fi element with yeah. horror, right? Where we had exactly. the time loop and Happy Death Day, we have the yep. Freaky Friday and Freaky, um, so much that I actually was not sure if Catherine Newton, who plays um, who plays the lead in Freaky, and I don't, Millie, that is her name. I was like, I don't remember her name. Um, if she was the same lead as in Happy Death Day, but it was Definitely not, that was Jessica Roth. But, I mean, like, very similar types of characters, I feel like, you know, like, characters who learn a lot by the end of the movie. Like, I don't think Freaky is the worst movie I've seen. And I don't even think it's the worst movie from 2020 or the worst movie, maybe not the worst movie even done on this podcast. I just think it, and it's, I mean, it was harmless. This was, this was basically a piece of cake, um, like a piece of, like, Meyer brand sheet cake, right? Like, it, it right. It was like it had frosting and it was sweet, but it was like you're eating and you're just like, oh, man, I could be eating like a really nice piece of like real dessert. But instead, I'm eating this like white sheet cake. I think that's fair. And I think it's I think it's I think it's nice to see sort of Vince Vaughn do something a little different than his normal shtick mm-hmm. Um, like especially the way he's able to pivot from the, you know, psychopathic serial killer to the comedy, you know, with within the span of the 80, 90 minutes of this movie, I think it I think it's really well done. And I also think that Catherine Newton's performance is really, really good, especially when she is the butcher. Um once she makes that transition and all of her facial acting and movements and style as the butcher, I really, mm-hmm. really liked. My only issue with that was that the rules didn't seem <laughs> to be very consistent of whether she had super strength when Butcher was in her body or not, because sometimes she was still the body of a 15-year-old girl, and mm-hmm. then towards the end of the movie, she's smashing through walls. That's interesting. Yeah, I didn't even pick up and on it's that. Like, um because so it would make second. sense that she you set up the rules earlier in this film right. that she is only as strong as a 15 year old girl. But now all of a sudden she can smash through walls. Yeah, I, didn't, I, I, I like, didn't even think about that when like I was watching it. But yeah, it makes sense that, uh, you know, it makes sense that the butcher when he is when she's mm-hmm. in his body that she's not used to, you know, the, the idea of like oh, I'm in this new body and like the physics are completely different, right? I'm way exactly. taller. And they probably could have done even more with that with some of humor. Good job with it in the beginning and then they sort of abandoned those quirky rules by right. the end like, of it. Where she's, where, classic film. where the butcher is like, oh, I'm, I, you know, I can stand and pee. This is so fun. Right. Uh, I love that sequence. That was yeah. hilarious. Right. But I feel like they could have done more where like the butcher should have like, walked into like a, a door you know he's a really yes. tall guy he, he should have walked into like, a door frame knocked his head on him yeah yeah like it doesn't have to be slapstick but they could have done a little bit more with you know she's adjusting she's clumsy with his body um and yeah i mean i i don't know and maybe you know maybe this is a different movie if they get a little bit more into like the rules and the lore but i just don't understand at all like what did the butcher was this his plan is this why he went to that house in the beginning with the massacre to steal the knife so that he could switch bodies with this teenager girl right what was the plan like uh, yeah the, the, the why of the beginning didn't make a lot of sense no yeah. um and like there was some fun stuff right that was a really good like opening slasher scene and like yeah. very like this movie is much gorier than i was expecting the, to the wine bottle death is yes like, one of the best teenager horror movie deaths I have seen it in a very long time. Like, one of the most inventive, like, gory 
insane deaths. Yes, and that I, was really loved, good. And I normally hate that shit. And I was like, oh my god, it's so good. Yeah, no, that was good because it was like the right level of gore and ridiculousness that yeah, made you, exactly. you know, like and and right. So at that point, I was like, oh, this is gonna be really fun. Like I fun. like this. And then the movie, I think right around the time that they go and see the, um, I don't, I don't want to call her a gypsy, but I don't really know like the what was she like a uh, the lady, the fortune teller. I don't really know who she was. That they go and see that like explains like you have to do the knife thing by midnight or you'll right. be locked into each other's bodies. Are you talking um, about the Spanish teacher? Is that the is that a Spanish teacher? It's their Spanish teacher who oh. reads the, the inscription on the knife. That's their oh. Spanish teacher. Yeah. Because she right. makes fun of she makes fun of his best friend her best friend for not knowing Spanish and he's in Spanish three. Yeah. yeah okay. I guess I like just like you totally not zoned out that part. No, I just like totally uh, zoned out on that part. I guess. <laughs> uh, because I, I was just like, who is who is this person they're meeting with? Now, now that's kind of funny if they went to the Spanish teacher. All right. <laughs> yeah. All right. <laughs> the Spanish teacher. All right, that's kind of fun. That's kind of fun. Yeah. Uh, yeah. All right. That makes more sense. Because they're uh, like, who do we know that knows Spanish? Our Spanish right. teacher. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's kind <laughs> of fun. Um, but then, yeah, like I feel like from that point until we get to um, like the dance, it's things are like I don't know when. Yeah. It, it's just like the the movie is just yeah, like the climax is sort of where it falls apart. Like that or that like ten, penny penultimate climax at the dance, yeah. like. The, the movie definitely falls apart for me. Like, especially when, like, you have the drunk frat boys who are, like, going to take her out into the alley and right. she has to, like, kill them all. I'm like, guys, come on. This, yeah. we don't need this. Yeah. What is this? Um, yeah. I did like, you know, I, I, I like the Josh character quite a bit. Um, yeah. I think he was really fun. And I liked when he had, uh, when he had the Millie character tied up on the chair and he's like, <laughs> his mom comes oh. home, flight yeah. attendant. Um, his yeah. mom comes home early and he's like, "Oh, mom, I'm I'm straight." And she's like, "No, you're like, you're definitely there are a not. lot of things, but yeah. you're not straight." <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah. Like th- that yeah. stuff was all, that that was fun. Um, and I do think like the ways that they bring in 2020 and 2020, like not 2021, I guess, but like I guess it's really like 2019 culture because this is all like pre-COVID. Um, you know, they that they bring some of that stuff in, like the discussion around pronouns, I thought was really interesting. Um, you know, as like this is fun that it was sort of like a one off, like they didn't dwell on it. They were just like, hey, pronouns. And I'm like, right. Because okay. it is it is, um, you know, I, I recently read a, a book by by Sarah McBride, who mm-hmm. um, is she worked in D.C. for a while. She's a trans woman and she um you know, the, the book was really insightful into just the experience of, you know, her life and transitioning and the idea of, you know, this is a this is a biologically female body, but there is a man's in, there's a man there is a in, you yes. know, and I'm just gonna, I'm putting my foot in my mouth like a million times right now. But yes, like the idea of well, what what is what is Millie's pronoun? Because she has she is a man, but her body is a female. Um, right. And so just that subtle, that subtle piece where, you know, it's, it seems like a fun idea where Josh is like, or uh, was it Josh that said pronouns or was it? Uh, I thought it was the friend. Yeah. Yeah. It was the other friend, uh, Nyla. Um, that's yeah. her name. Yeah. Um, who said to, to, hey, Booker or Brooker um, pronouns. You know, I thought that that was like very subtle and that was smart writing in mm-hmm. that along with Vince Vaughn's performance bump this up in my star rating yeah but i just think the uh, the the story 
otherwise, like they could have pulled more things in from 2019. And like, it doesn't completely times. hang together. Um, yeah. I think it's, I think this is a, we've talked about how some of the movies we watched this year work would work maybe better if they were episodic TV shows. Mm-hmm. I think this movie actually works better if it's a high school drama where a teenage girl wakes up in the body of a serial killer and it's like 10 episodes on Netflix. No, and I would not want to watch 10 episodes I, of this. I, but no, we wouldn't. But people of the generation this was made for absolutely would. And this would be one of the hottest things on Netflix. You think so? For like 15, 16, Is there 17. enough content for this I'm to be a show? I think there definitely is. There definitely is. I mean, they made those freaking Fear Street movies. True. You I know, never saw any the, of those. The Goosebumps, the Goosebumps anthology or whatever. Yeah, I mean, right. it's very of that um, of that same line, I think. Yeah, I really like the idea of this being like a, a, a movie that reflects high schoolers in 2019 and what the high school experience pre-COVID in 2019, 2020 is like mixed with a horror comedy where all of a sudden their friends, uh, you know, their friend's personality, their friend's uh, yeah. spirit is in a man's body and vice versa. And right? it's also like, it's a, it's a major meta commentary on like your friends sometimes just aren't your friends anymore and find other friends. And like, you know, you have, how do you adjust when your friends suddenly change? Well, I don't know how high schoolers adjust to that now. I mean, they probably just delete them on Snapchat or, exactly. or TikTok. I don't know. There should have been TikTok. I hate TikTok, but there should have been TikTok in this movie. Like, <laughs> like that's what high schoolers were doing in 2019 is they were TikToking. Like they should have yeah. put some, some stuff. I guess like they used whatever that app was to find her, but I think that was Instagram right. or Snapchat um, sure. or like a Instagram or Snapchat. Can we talk about one thing that definitely did not work for me in this movie? And I don't think it worked for you either. Is the sister? Uh, no, no, the sister was fine. She's a cop. It's cool. You know, she's, yes. she's just doing her job. Uh-huh. Should we talk about Alan Ruck? Ah, yeah. Connor I mean, Roy. I, okay, let's talk about, let's talk about Connor. Because, first off, Connor Roy is in this movie as the, um, what do you call that, the shop teacher? The, the, yeah, like he, woodshop. Do they even woodshop. do woodshop? I feel like budget have been cut so much in schools, they probably don't have woodshop yeah, anymore. Yeah, one. One, if they had a wood shop, they better have a safety on that saw, and there was no safety on that table saw. And <laughs> as a theater major, I was very disappointed by the safety standards in that classroom. Well, um, as a theater I, major, Alan Ruck was probably very disappointed in your reading of the intro. So, <laughs> <laughs> fair, fair enough, Alan Ruck. Well, come at me. Um, but anyway, uh, yeah, I, I mean, I, I'm sure the point is for us to hate his character, but. In what world is a high school shop teacher beating up a 15-year-old girl inside of a classroom? Yeah. I feel like that, again, like this movie, there could have been a way where this movie could have gone that this guy was actually like a creep and was having having a relationship with a student. And you could kind of delve into that a little bit. Like maybe – I really like the uh, Ryler character. She was barely in this, but she's kind of the mean girl, like the plastics. Yeah, Yeah. Um, and I thought she was great. She also was one of my great. favorite characters. Um, That's why I picked her quote from the beginning. Like, I thought yeah. she was great. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I look, she hasn't really been in anything that we would, like, I, I would totally use her as our connection for next week. But she, the only other movie she was in was Naked, which has one of the Wayans brothers in it and uh, looks like a Netflix movie. Does not look very good at all. But, um, yeah, I thought she, I thought her performance was really good. I like the character of 
um, you know, when you first see her, you kind of assume she's like the nerdy girl. Like she's, right. you know, she's small and she's like, you know, I, she just kind of presents as like what what in most high school movies would be the like she's all that girl right yeah, like the one exactly. who's bullied but she's actually the bully in this because yeah, and now, I, I like that it's a nice subversion of right that. sort of like um and maybe this will come up but in 21 jump street it's the same thing right like 21 mm-hmm. jump street they go to high school they think they're going to be the cool guys actually the nerds are the ones who run the high school and and they're mm-hmm. like they're the losers so um you know i i like that character and maybe there could have been something with with Alan Ruck and her character, Alan Ruck and another character, like there could have just been some some actual scandal than him just being a dick. Yeah, that like in yeah, it just that took me completely out of it, and um, I was kind of happy to see him get, you know, table side right. half. No, yeah, that was even, that was you know, that was another uh, one of those good deaths that looked yeah. you know, very gory, but was like ridiculous enough. I uh, actually did turn my face away at that one though. I could not, yeah. I could not watch a body go through a table saw. Yeah, sorry, but uh, yeah, um. But yeah, I mean, he got what was coming to him, which was great. Mm-hmm. But you don't have to make him that kind of asshole to get that satisfying of a death. Like he could be an. I think he. I think this works better if he's an asshole in a completely different way. Like if you want this to be a realistic high school movie, there's no high school where he is physically assaulting a student in right. that way. Like, or in that if way, he does. That, there's some sort of consequences. Right. Or there's some, I mean, the consequences he dies, but yeah. Well, but like, so some con- like he gets fired or right, goes right. to prison or something. Right. Um, it's, but yeah. I was very happy to see him die um, for sure. Like, he definitely deserved his death. Uh, yeah. I think, surprised I think, at- um, you know, like, that was fine. Um, but again, like, I just don't think. Besides his mustache, there's nothing, and that it was Alan Ruck. There's nothing super memorable about that character. That's fair. That's fair. Um, I think it, I think it's nice to have a an actor that we are that audiences are sort of familiar with in that mm-hmm. role, where you can be like, even if you don't know his name is Alan Ruck, you can be like, oh, I know that guy. Mm-hmm. No, yeah. it's it's Cameron. It's Cameron. It's, yeah, or it's guy from cra- Speed. Yeah, it is crazy that Cameron is is like kind of having like a renaissance right because he was so different in ferris bueller's day off and maybe we'll find yeah. out next week but um you know compared to the character he plays in succession or this character um Very so yeah it was funny to see alan ruck and it made me expect a lot more cameos in this movie and mm-hmm. there really were not right. um, yeah i so. do really like the world where the um and this is a complete non sequitur but where the alan ruck character in Speed is actually a younger Connor who's visiting L.A. for the first time. <laughs> oh, where he's the version of is the Succession Connor? Yeah, he's Succession Connor. Oh, I thought you meant like visiting L.A. Part. for the first time, and that's why he's complaining about ha- having to go back to the airport because he's already seen it. Oh, uh, or what about the world <laughs> where the the teacher? He's actually the you know this is the teacher, and he's visiting. Then he's he may, is this did this take place in California? Maybe he's visiting for his first tour. Of LA, and then they uh, they're going to give him the job, and then he's going to he's going to become a teacher. Um, do you think there's going to be a freaky two? This movie was pretty successful. Absolutely. And... Um, I think they set up for a sequel pretty well. Um, it, How? It feels like it did, or at least it felt like it was going to before the very very end when he died. But right when he gets, I kept expecting a twist where like where like the sister was holding the knife, and now she's or something. Oh, like, that would have been that would see that would have been interesting because this does feel like it just sort of like most horror movies end with some level of like cliffhanger 
And yeah. this just ends, you know, like, of course he's not dead, right? Like when we think, right. when he think he's dead, that he's going to come back and he's going to try to, he's going to try to get Millie. Um, I'm not quite sure why he's trying to get Millie in the first place. Um, just because she's the one that got away, you know, I mean, it's, the, yeah. it's, the, it's the classic scream thing or you got to go after the one that got away. True. But why did he go after her in the, like the very beginning of the movie? Why is he trying to swap trying out to with Millie? Yeah. She was there alone. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's how most of these usually work in these slasher films, you know, she's, yeah. she's by herself, nobody around, easy, mm-hmm. easy. Friend. Yeah, but yeah, I do feel like this movie generally would end with, uh, yeah, the sister is holding the knife. And so you think, oh, he's, he's dead, they got him, but actually, like, maybe, maybe or, or maybe not the sister is, um, you know, is actually the butcher. Uh, and also that would be like an interesting commentary where the police officer is actually the killer. Um, and you know, you get, you get some commentary like maybe on Maybe they switched in the police station or something. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Where, or something. Yeah. Like that, that just leaves it a little bit open-ended, especially because I mean, I'm, I didn't like this movie, but in general, I'd heard a lot of good things about Freaky. I'd heard mm. that Freaky was a lot better than, uh, that was one of the reasons I was excited to watch it was because I had heard such good things about it. And it has I, like an, like an 85% on Rotten Tomatoes or something. It does. It does. Um, I think I do think it's inventive for what it's trying to do, but I think it doesn't go far enough in some of the ideas that it has. And it pulls, you know, I think it pulls back a lot on some of the more interesting ideas that it has and goes too far in some of its worst instincts, like we talked yeah. about. Um, Give me Final Destination or Happy Death Day a million times before Freak. I think this is. Definitely not as good as Happy Death Day, and now I have to look and remember what I gave Happy Death Day. Um, but I remember really liking it. Um, yeah. I, and listeners can tell me if I'm wrong. Well, um, I mean, I, yeah, I think so. One other item while you're looking that up that I do yeah, want to just for. talk about a little bit is, and I don't know if this is like an urban legend or if this was actually the development of this, but I know mm-hmm. the original title was Freaky Friday the Thirteenth, which I love and they that play title it to the Friday the Thirteenth thing because you yes. get the big blood splatter date and everything. Yeah, and I like that. Um, yeah. I wonder if this movie was ever intended to be in the Friday the 13th franchise, whereas instead of it being the butcher, it's Jason Voorhees, right? And I mean, the Friday the 13th lore, it's completely ridiculous anyways. So why not, like, and I don't know, this was universal. I don't know what studio owns. uh, I mean, he is dressed like Jason Voorhees at the beginning. The mask is very similar. And the black outfit and the, yeah, he's very similar. And calling it, I mean, if this movie can, I wonder if that's why they changed the title because coming out a movie called, freaky friday the 13th you would think that that is a jason Voorhees movie and right. if this i think this movie is so much better if it's a, if it's a jason Voorhees movie because you have or that built-in legend. Clear, more clearly a parody of that yes that yeah. that too yes but it just just tying it instead of it being like kind of like toe in the water friday the 13th and toe mm. in the water freaky friday um just do like they've done like Jason in space and Jason X like they've gotten, you know, Freddy versus Jason like that franchise has gotten totally ridiculous. It would not be at all out of the realm to do a freaky Friday version of Friday the 13th and make it take place in modern times at a modern high school. Right. Like that would have been such a better movie than this. Yeah. And there were I mean, apparently when this was in development, there were a lot of rumors that this was going to be Blumhouse's version of the screen franchise. Mm-hmm. That they were trying to make their scream, basically, and that this was going to be the first installment of that. And I mean, so I definitely see a lot of similarities. Yeah, I just think, I don't know. I mean, maybe it's because I'm older, but I think Scream captured the culture of mm-hmm. 1996 a lot better 
than you know this movie at times captured 2019 but it didn't do it didn't do enough mm-hmm. um and i guess you know if this was jason Voorhees instead of vince vaughn i guess it is a different movie because jason Voorhees doesn't he can't talk he can't right he, he doesn't talk you wouldn't see his face so he we would lose the vince vaughn performance um um, but, definitely none of that Scooby gang of sidekicks are surviving if it's actually Jason Voorhees. I mean, all of our friends basically survive. Yeah, that was surprising as well. Including our love interest. Mm-hmm. Um, the, the poetry boy. Yeah. What was his name? Booker, all, I think was his name. Booker or Booker? Booker, yeah, Booker. Yeah. So. They all survived. So. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I don't know. I think my brother really liked this movie. He gave this. I mean, we're not going to fact this thing because he didn't send it oh. in. But he, this is my brother's review of it. Uh, my brother's well, letterbox uh, reviews are, are always very, uh, either very high or very low. Um, and he says, this movie is a lot of fun. Definitely more of a horror version of the hot chick than Freaky Friday. This movie has a surprising amount of heart. So yeah. uh, I well, didn't think um, this movie had very much heart. I, I think, if anything, I would say this movie lacked heart. And that's probably the problem with it. That could be part of the problem. That could be. Um, well, speaking of connections to uh, Final Destination, why don't we get into a few of our connections to last week's movie? I like it. All right. Um, I have a couple written down. Two. Um, um, so why don't I big... start with the big one for me? Um, All right. And that's that some of the characters in this movie are, once again, named after classic horror movie characters. Ooh, very, so that's a good one. Wolfram's right. last name is Strode. And the last name oh. Strode should be very familiar to you, yes. Mr. Burroughs. Uh, uh, that's cool. Laurie Did not Strode realize that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, Bill Butcher, obviously, we said is um, patterned after Jason Voorhees uh, in both Look and Mask. Um, we have Millie Kessler. Uh, the, the last name Kessler is used in what franchise was that? Um, shoot. Texas Chainsaw Massacre, maybe? Chainsaw Massacre, yeah. But um yeah, the most of our characters are named after either well-known horror directors, characters, or filmmakers. Um so American yeah, Werewolf in London is Kessler. That's what like. it is. David go. Kessler is the name of the character in American horror movie. Uh, American Werewolf in London. Yep. And so that's the last name of our main family is Kessler. Okay. So we have Neil Kessler, Coral Kessler. And... I guess that's kind of fun too, because you know, werewolf becomes a different character right when the moon comes out. So there's yep. there's some element of that. Um, were there any other name connections to, um... uh, not that I'm finding right off the bat. Um, but that's a, that's a fun connection that, um, Final Destination, as you'll recall, did the same thing with mm-hmm. Billy Hitchcock and some of the other, um, last names. In that. Josh's last name is Detmer. Um, is there um, anything Detmer horror movie related? Let's see. Um, Detmer horror movie, Amanda Detmer, um, is an actress. It looks like who was in Final Destination. Oh, well, there you go. That's probably not the intentional connection, uh, but it could be. Yeah, Final Destination 2. Yeah, I'm sure that's not the original, death, that's the original connection, but that's kind of fun. Um, she was had an uncredited role as Terry Chaney in Final Destination 2. <laughs> um, and Chaney. then comes back in Terry Chaney 5. Um, so, yeah, there's that. Um, yeah, I think the biggest connection to last week is obviously just like a, a movie about horror, like a horror movie of, about high schoolers trying to escape their death, right? And has, you know, and oh, wait, I think no, it's really Amanda like... De- Amanda Detmer is the girlfriend in Final Destination 1, isn't she? Oh, she is in Final Destination 1, you're right. I just, she's the, I just she's the one that gets hit by the bus. Yeah, So okay. it's definitely intentional. It's definitely intentional. Oh, yeah. She's the one that gets hit by the bus. All right, well, so that's then, it. yeah. Uh, 
Detmer. So then we have to have Detmer on our title connection. But I think it's yeah, it's it's high school students, um, you know, trying to escape their deaths, and mm-hmm. for, through something mystical, yep. and Detmer, um, high schools, high schoolers, and Detmer escaping their deaths. What do you sure. think of that for the title connection? It's a little long, a little wordy, but. Yeah, that's true. Uh, teens and Detmer escaping their deaths? No, I wouldn't worry about the Detmer part. But that's like a just say surviving high school. That's a very awesome connection, though. That's like the, one of our best connections yet, that the <laughs> character is named after the actress from this random small role of Terry in say, Final Destination. I would say, can, 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 can Detmer survive high school? Can Detmer? I like that. All right, there you go. All right. Can Detmer survive high school? Is that 39 days or 26 yeah. days? Uh, I also, another connection, airline attendants are in both movies. Yep. Uh, so uh, uh, Josh Detmer's mom, maybe Amanda Detmer is her name. Uh, she's an airline attendant. And uh, yeah. then just mystical rules about death. You know, so we have our, our rules that you have to do the swap before midnight. Um Speaking of, as soon as Booker early in the movie tells uh, Millie, you know, set your watch five minutes fast, which I don't even think you can set an Apple watch or a phone five minutes fast because that's just set by satellites. Yeah, it'll reset itself. Uh, But as soon as he said that, I was like, okay, so how is that going to come back into play later in the movie? Because that line, the way it's delivered, you're like, okay, that's definitely like a Chekhov's gun, like Chekhov's five minutes fast watch. And by the time it came back into play, I'd actually forgotten about the line. So then when <laughs> then when it came back into play, I was like, oh, right. I totally forgot about that. But at the, when it was said at the time, I was like, this is definitely coming back into play. So. All um, right. Well, any more, any more connections to Final Destination we have? Um, I don't have any more. I don't either. Uh, I mean, obviously, we have the unique ways that several of the characters died. Just unique, unique horror movie deaths in general. Yeah, um, but those were all pretty deaths. standard, right? They were pretty like, I mean, the, the wine bottle was good, yeah, but the rest of them were just kind of like object through the chest, essentially. Right. Uh, th- I thought the cryo freeze was pretty good. Yeah, why is there cryo freeze in a high school? I was confused by uh, that. For, for therapy, for sports athletes. Oh. Athlete therapy sports therapy. athletes have, they this have is cryo a very expensive, This is a very expensive high school, apparently. That you can afford working at, um, at Marshalls? Apparently so, yeah. Um. <laughs> Did you think that did you think that Nelly's dad was going to come back into play at all in this? Mm, uh, it, no, no, I didn't really think about it at all. Yeah. What if Millie's dad is the butcher? I mean, or was killed by the butcher. Huh? Could be. Um, because they do say in that story in the beginning, and I meant to go back and rewatch that, but when they're telling the story of the butcher, they said it's been, you know, since like 1860 or something, the butcher's been killing people. So, I mean, I guess that sort of explains that the Vince Vaughn version of the butcher, like he has to do this every so often to have a it's new nice young body. To have a new body to go into. Yeah. Right. I wish we had seen that at some point. Like I wish, right. yeah. And like, I think it was an intentional choice to have the butcher just like really not have much backstory, but it would have made a little bit more sense. Like, why is he going after teenagers? Okay. He's going after teenagers because that's going to be a new body for the next 60 years or 40 yeah. years or whatever. I wish we'd seen him go into the Vince Vaughn body. Yeah, like, that would have been interesting. Vaughn was probably some regular guy who got killed by the butcher and body swapped. Yeah, you know I, mean? I do really like the lore of the butcher. Like the idea of this killer who takes this special knife and kills a victim and is able to then take their body. Um, that actually reminds me of a yeah. that's a, that's a, a movie suggestion I just thought of. Um, oh, so that would be good. Okay, um, right, well, what, 
up connections to anything else in uh, our ladder show far this year? I wrote down one, and that's Alan Rock was in speed. Yep, <laughs> that's literally the only one that came up for me. <laughs> um, I, and there might be more, but I could not think of any other ones. Um, so. uh, do we have any fancy dances um in any of our movies? Because we do have the homecoming dance. That's true. Like d- Dirty Dancing, obviously. Dirty Dancing um, has a fancy ball. Um, my best friend's wedding, obviously. You have the dancing, you know, the party at the wedding. Mm-hmm. Um, same thing with um. Crouching Tiger, not Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon, um, Crazy Rich Asians, mm-hmm. you have the giant party where sure. lots like of... A, like a high school dance is very similar to a, yeah. um, you know, to a wedding or something like that. Yeah, exactly. uh-huh. or a uh, engagement party, for sure. We probably have a lot of upcoming funerals. We didn't see any funerals, but we do have some upcoming funerals, I would imagine. Yep. So, um, yeah, I don't know. I just don't have, I don't have much else that can, I mean, this, like, you know, we're almost a full year in, and yeah, I mean, like the... Yeah, I don't. There's I mean, nothing I else. Having a movie very unique that I don't think there was a lot to talk about. With yeah, I don't think it was that unique. I think it's just it doesn't have anything in common with anything else we've talked about. The the uh, young Frankenstein actually that like your uh, something mystical happens with the stroke of uh, lightning, you know, at midnight. So I think there's there's that. Um, so. Well, what about the movie map? Um, I know I have mine. Did what did you write um, down? Oh, way back also takes place in high school. There's that. As well. High school athletes. They probably could have used that cryogenic chamber. Mm-hmm. So, uh, moving on. Yeah, I think it's Happy Death Day. I don't, yeah, I, I don't. think it's too. I mean, that's what I wrote down. So. Yeah. I mean, it's the same director. It's the same style where it's like a teen uh, horror comedy with some mystical elements. I mean, you can uh, you can. You can map it a little on to Beetlejuice with the, you know, family surrounded by death. The parents are, you know, the one of the char- main characters is depressed and they mm-hmm. are they have a haunted spell that brings about a, you know, madman. But, you know, Beetlejuice is much more uh, of a lovely character than, than the butcher. Yeah. And I just don't think I mean, I guess the fly also. And that's yeah. that's like another version of body swap. Um, yeah. Also and true. it's got that gross out element. So and that that was movie forty one last year. This last year, this is forty three this year. Um, so there's that. Um, Why yeah, don't I, we get into listener feedback and ratings? Um, whew, all right, these are going to be interesting. So Jeff wrote in. Jeff said, even though this was my pick, stolen from Zach's list, he spelled your name wrong. Z a c k Zach. Oh my god, uh, that must be my body swap. You're then, when we when you're in my body, we'll call you Z a c k. Okay, great. Uh, I was disappointed with this movie for being a horror comedy. It wasn't really really funny or much of a horror movie. It was gory at times, but there was nothing to scare you. There were some humorous moments with Vince Vaughn outside of the very tropish "gotta explore my new body parts" after the switch. But other than that, there wasn't much. It was just too predictable, which I suppose is a re- is reasonable <clears throat> is a reason. Sorry that it was never scary. I give this one and a half stars. One and a half for Jeff. Yeah. Yes. Um. I didn't find this movie scary at all. Um, yeah. And I mean that's fine. I don't get. I, do you get scared by movies much? Because I really not don't. Really, it's not really being scared. I just don't like looking at like gore for gore's sake, like body horror shit. Like I'll never watch old. Oh, I want to see old. And I saw that that's uh, streaming somewhere now. Um, Somebody's body decay in front of my face. Like, that's not, you know. Yeah, I, and I, I think that comes from seeing the end of uh, Raiders of the Lost Ark way too young. 
Oh, you think that? So I was going to say the end of Beetlejuice, where they get all decrepit, you know, and they age that. That would freak me out. Yeah. Yeah. No, the only movies that really freak me out is um, the guy who made Hereditary, and then the other one that. um, Yeah. What was the other one that he made that was like took place all in the daylight? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, His movies freak me the hell out, but in a good way. Like, I'm, I was so viscerably uncomfortable after her audition. Yes, I think I, Ari Aster, I, that's his name. Yeah. yeah, I was like, I was very uncomfortable watching those movies and just like, especially Hereditary. There's one point in Hereditary where I nearly, I never do this, but I nearly almost got out of the theater and left. Yeah. Um, I okay. still have not seen The Exorcist, which I've heard is very scary. Um, even Halloween, like it's creepy, but I, there's not like, I, nothing I'm, that I'm like, oh, I I'm can't go to sleep that. the like, intense ghost style uh horror movie than like the slasher gory gore horror movie like i would much rather watch a movie like the nicole kidman movie the others than you know the, the latest halloween movie mm-hmm. yeah. yeah it is fun like the other night when i watched halloween i turned off all the lights mm-hmm. i like opened up a dark beer and i just it was fun to like get into just kind of the halloween feel yeah. but i wasn't scared watching that movie um okay. Uh, the new did, Halloween did have one moment that made me jump, but it didn't scare me. It just made me jump. What did Megan the Librarian say? All right, that? Megan the Librarian, uh, keeping us moving. Good job, Brandon. You're doing a great job as the uh, as the moderator here. Uh, she said, Buffy episode meets slasher movie. Not groundbreaking, but still quite entertaining. Here's what I felt was the biggest plot hole of Freaky. We see that Vince Vaughn is always wearing his black outfit mm. and apparently hasn't showered in a long time. And yet somehow when he's in Millie's body, he knows how to put on makeup. I don't think so. 3.5 stars for Megan the Librarian. Fair enough. Fair enough. Yep. Um, yeah, that's that's interesting. I've never watched Buffy before uh, the show. And, Buffy the Vampire uh, Slayer I thought about adding as a connection for this, but I did not. Um, but yeah. it is it, it would be a fun connection because it's a killer high school movie. So. Yeah. Brennan, what would you do if you were – if you body swapped with a teenager, what would you do? I, I don't know. That's a very uncomfortable question. <laughs> 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 I don't know what I would do. I did, let's say if I could go back and be my teenage self, what would I do? Yeah, yeah, uh, there you go. Yeah, you don't have to be a teenage girl. That's that's. Yeah, I, I, I would probably um, I would probably quit going to high school and just work at the video store all day, which was. Oh, so you're also time traveling then. Yeah, I would you're try like, to okay. travel back to my oh, high school man. self. And yeah, if I time travel back to my high school self, I'd definitely go to the video store. Because I miss the video the store time. so much. What was, your, what was the name of your go-to video store in high school? Uh, well, I worked at the Kroger uh, grocery store video store. Ah, that was that was awesome. That's where I, I only bought. got I only got videos from the Kroger video store when I was sick, and my mom was picking up prescriptions for me. So then I'd go get a video from there. But otherwise, uh, Video One was my go-to. They had two for one Tuesdays. We had a blockbuster that was pretty near our house that we used to walk to on the weekends, and yeah. we never returned the videos on time, and we would always have to say, our mom will pay the fee next time, we promise. <laughs> uh, yeah, I remember there was a blockbuster by where I lived in college, and I didn't return a DVD on time, and they charged me a late fee, and I said, fuck this, I'm going to start using this Netflix thing, and that was <laughs> my first sign up for Netflix. Look <laughs> you. Get yeah. ahead of Netflix curve. Netflix advertised no no late fees. You know, you just mail in the DVDs, and I was like, oh, this is perfect. So please listen to the Business Wars podcast season one, where they talk about how Blockbuster almost bought Netflix at South South by Southwest in like 2004. Oh, it's incredible. It's incredible. Um, 
story. Yeah, I think that I think that the people who run Blockbuster, if they went back in time and body swap to their former self, they would probably they, make that. They deal would happen. definitely, um, you know, sell sell by Netflix. Yeah. yeah. We also had Hollywood Video, which I liked quite a bit too. Um, yeah. Hollywood but, Video was always more expensive for some reason than Blockbuster mm, was. Yeah. No, I, I never noticed that. There was a smell to Hollywood Video, and I can still smell it. Uh, much it's like Vaughn in his in his black outfit hasn't showered in a long time. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, Stefan says this movie tries to be both a horror and comedy. Unfortunately, it doesn't do either of those very well. That being said, Vince Vaughn and Catherine Newton both do a good job. The worst part for me was the cringy way that high school was portrayed. P.S. I'm still waiting for the Vince Vaughnessance rating mm-hmm. one and a half. So we're back to another one and a half. Uh, Jeff and Stefan agreeing pretty much beat for beat on their reviews. Um, Didn't the Vince Vaughnessance happen after True Detective season two? Or season three, whatever season he was. Uh, I mean, it didn't because nobody talks about that performance. So that's true. I I'm I love Vince Vaughn, uh, especially like mid two thousands Vince Vaughn. Uh, those will come up. Um, like and in early ni- like nineties Vince Vaughn too. Like sw- he's great in Swingers. Um, and yeah, I'm I'm a Vince Vaughn fan, so that was like one of the reasons why I was excited to watch this. And I think Vince Vaughn definitely kind of gave a performance similar to Jack Black in uh, the Jumanji remake. Yeah. Um, yeah. or sequel, whatever you want to call that. I think it's the mm-hmm. remake. Um, and there's actually, I wonder, uh, maybe that movie will come up because there's like, quite a few similarities between those. It might come up for sure. It might come up. Yeah. Um, Vince Vaughn less annoying than Jack Black though. So. <laughs> Fair enough. All right, Kyle. Uh, he said, I presume this is the kind of movie that today's teenagers will have positive nostalgia for in a decade or two, mm-hmm. uh, like I did for Final Destination. However, I couldn't find a lot of lo- lot to love in this film which hung everything on the Freaky Friday body swap trope and didn't have much else going on. Having Vince Vaughn kiss that young boy was certainly a choice, though, wasn't it? Uh, 2.5 stars. Yeah, we didn't talk about that. That was that definitely- was a bit too far for me as well. That t- I was like, this this is like one of the least realistic. If they, yes. If, to, to, to Kyle and Stukat's point, if they want to make this a realistic high school movie, then you can't have shit like that. Right. Because no high school yeah. boy is like, oh, I'm really in love with you. I mean, I know this guy's like supposed to be deep. He has the poetry. So, but he's not like, I'm so in love with you that no, ma- despite, no matter, besides the fact that you're like a 50 year old man, um, I have to kiss you you're right now. You're still Millie to me. That doesn't make any sense. What yeah. are you doing? No, no um, stop. <laughs> the only thing I can think of is like, there's some allusions to another movie that's going to come up in my sure suggestions. And I think that that's, that's where they were going with that maybe. But yeah, it's, it was strange. Um, yeah. All right. And then uh, Olin did write in like once we started recording. Oh, nice. So I added Olin's feedback, um, which I know means you have to do some math, but that's fine. All right. What does Olin have to say? Right, so Olin said, apart from the lead female, a dull set of superficial characters, <clears throat> apart from the lead female, a dull set of superficial caricatures. I think the there- word it, I think the word it is missing. It was a dull set it, of superficial characters, yeah. I think is what he means. At times, this seemed like a reasonably competent assignment for first-year film students, rating 1.5. All right, so that yeah. is going to... I uh, agree be- with that. I think that it's like, oh, let's combine these two movies, right? Which is mm. great. Honestly, I wish more horror movies would do this. They're going to be like, let's... And that's what they do in Happy Death Day, right? Let's take this trope... Yeah. Right. We're going to take time loops. We're going to take body swap. Um, you know, maybe they do parent trap next and yeah. we're going to, you know, add a horror component to it. And that can work, but it just like it, this does feel like the first draft. 
Yeah, I agree. And I think I'm right there with the listeners. Um, That's going to average us out to about a 2.1 from the listeners. And I think I'm right there. I did find my Happy Death Day score. And I want to say that I liked Happy Death Day more, but I still only gave it a 2.5. And I think that movie had more original things going for it than this did. And maybe that's just a sign of the maturity of it taking place in college instead of high school. Um, you know, maybe this maybe this movie works better if it's set in college, like Happy Death Day, rather than when these kids are a little younger in high school. Overall, I think there was a lot that really worked, but unfortunately not enough of what worked was throughout this movie. Um, so yeah, I think I'm landing below Happy Death Day at a two. Yeah, um, I just looked at my I'm glad you said that because I just looked at my Happy Death Day score. I figured I was higher on Happy Death Day than I was. I only gave that a two as well. Um, so I can't give this higher than Happy Death Day. Um, I came in thinking I was like, oh, I'll probably give this like a two point five just because of the Vince Vaughn. I, I think the Vince Vaughn performance really was great. Um, Catherine Newton was good. I don't think she like I mean, she's she's younger. She's a less accomplished actress than Vince, you know, the Vince Vaughn is, I guess, technically. Like, I don't think she really brought that much, but. I like I like Vince Vaughn. I like Josh's character. I mean, mm-hmm. yeah. I guess I guess I have to give this one point five because uh, it's lower than Happy Death Day. But I, I really it's like I'm probably like one point seven. I don't know. I mean, I I don't give things this low of a rating usually. Yeah, it's weird um, for me too. <laughs> yeah, I just I don't know. I just like it's, I'm I'm never gonna think about this movie again. Except maybe it like weird Vince to Vaughn. give this the exact same score as I gave Final Destination last week. I gave Final Destination a, a two last week as well. This and is why it, I don't like giving. Like this is like why I don't like giving scores. I just like saying thumbs up, thumbs down. Maybe next year we're just yeah. gonna do thumbs up, thumbs down. We're not doing exactly. scores. <laughs> That's not gonna happen. Don't worry, kids. No, we'll just keep doing scores. Uh, yeah, whatever. So, I'll give it a one point five. I'll be in the Olin, Stefan, and Jeff boat with the one point five. Yeah. Uh, Megan the Librarian, big fan, our biggest fan of of Freaky, besides my brother, who gave this movie four stars. Like, what the well, hell? Well, your brother's. Yeah, but also, brother. I mean, <laughs> Max Singer gave this three and a half stars. Like, I, they're actually, I, I mean, well, this has 3.2 on Letterboxd, like, as an average. Um, Sean Baker, the director of um, Tangerine and the Florida Project, I follow him on Letterboxd, and he never gives scores, but he wrote his re- he wrote his review and he said laughed really really hard at this. Might be the hardest I laughed while watching a 2020 film. Great cast and edgy dialogue. Watch the Blu-ray. Hmm. So tell me, tell me, tell us what we're missing. Right, right in and tell us what we're missing because I, yeah, I didn't think there was that much that was funny. It, like it, yeah, I guess it kind of dealt with things that are current, but like not that much. So. I think we're just I think we're just boomers. That's all. We're just too yeah. old for this. I guess. I guess. I guess. You know, this movie would be better as a TikTok. That's that's my uh, that's my feedback. So, all right. What does that make us for an average? All right. So that is a one point eight six, which is our lowest score I think for any movie we've ever given. And that's <laughs> wow. going to bump us up to two for Letterboxd. Wow. I'm um, trying to find something in twenty. What about the doors? The doors was pretty low, wasn't it? Hmm. Yeah, we'll have to. We'll have to. You know, we have a. We'll have a wrap up show coming, so we can figure that out. Yeah, we can figure that out. The um, yeah, our lowest average last year was a. Yeah, was. Yeah, two. Um. So yeah. What was the two for? Uh, we had several. Oh, interview with the vampire. Interview with the vampire and Newsies, both averaged out to a two. So I would watch Newsies again before I watch Freaky. 
I would um, definitely watch DCCX. I could sing along with it. I think I'd watch Interview with the Vampire again over uh, this, although Interview with the Vampire was longer. So this is less well, of a time. Want to watch Interview with the Vampire again? Uh, Jess Sterling is doing sh- a shit '90s pod. Inter- uh, hey, watch your language. On- <laughs> language on uh, Interview with the Vampire uh, later this week. So she and Sarah Ferguson are going to be breaking that one down. Uh, yeah, uh, Jess Sterling, former former guest on this podcast right. last year for mixed right. nuts. Well, there you go. Speaking of mixed nuts, why don't we get into the ladder connections? Yeah, mixed bowl of ladder suggestions this week. Right, and once again, this is our ladder suggestion segment. If you're just joining us, we got finished wrapping up our review of Freaky. You can go back and listen to that at any time. Um, where is the document? Um, so yeah. uh, as always, you can, as always, you can submit your, your ladder suggestions via social media, Twitter, or email, uh, as we said at the beginning of the podcast. As a reminder, all movies discussed ladder suggestions will be added to our Letterboxd watch list. So if you're looking for something fun to watch, check out our Letterboxd watch list. <clears throat> I don't think I ever actually read that part of the script, um, but good job. Right. Um, well, why don't we get into Connections? Zach. Suggestions. Ladder suggestions. Oh, yeah, and I guess I get to read them this time. You get to you read them all. read them all through. All right. Uh, Jeff said Wedding Crashers uh, seems the obvious Vince Vaughn connection. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ferris Bueller's Day Off for Alan Ruck and Hacksaw Ridge for Vince Vaughn. Um, all three solid choices. Hacksaw Ridge. I never did either. Um, it is streaming on HBO Max. I know that much for Hacksaw oh, nice. Ridge. Yeah. Um, Megan the Librarian says, Jumaji, welcome to the jungle. Adult ah. male body swaps with a teen girl. Uh, and then she oh, also suggests uh, the 2009 movie Jennifer's Body. A dark ritual results in the body of a teen girl being taken over by a violent being. Um. <clears throat> That sounds interesting. I hadn't even heard of that movie. Yeah, it's. Uh, I have heard about that. Uh, okay. But I don't know much about it. Uh, and then here's one that uh, came up, I believe, a few months ago on um, film film spotting, and I think you watched it, uh, Suspiria from 1977. I haven't seen this, so I don't know how strong the connection is, but I know it's another female-led horror movie. Freaky and Suspiria are both on the Good for Her Cinematic Universe list on Letterboxd. Um, so I know that there's two Suspirias. There's one from 2018 and one from 1977. I have not seen either. Um, okay. They've both been on my watch list for a while. Um, and the tagline is the most frightening film you'll ever see. Um, wow. I, like I don't it. know anything else about it either. So I do not. And I I did not uh, talk about this one or, or watch this one, but I would... Yes, I would be interested in this. I just wish I knew what a, what the connection was besides. Yeah, I, uh, I do too. Story. All right. Well, um, Stefan writes in uh, with a few suggestions. Tucker and Dale versus Evil, which is a horror comedy. He says a horror comedy done right. Mm-hmm. I um, have heard that's good. And yeah, that, became, have, that became a series as well. Yep. So. Uh, Clyde Pigeons starring Vince Vaughn as a villain. And then 13 going on 30, a young girl wakes up in the body of an older person. Nice. Uh, I recently saw 13 going on 30. Um, mm, mm, <laughs> not my, not my, I mean, it's fine. It's fine. It's got a weird Mark Ruffalo performance, but it's fine. Oh, really? Yeah. Mark Ruffalo's weird. I remember he's in it. I don't remember him being weird. Mm. 
So, yeah, it's been a lot. What is it? I'm 38, I'm flirty, and I'm thriving. Is that the yes. tagline? Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. 30, 30, 30, 40, Do not know why I remember that so well. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, if you want to watch something good with Jennifer Garner, check out Alias. There's lots of, uh, there you go. Lots of episodes. Well, well, speaking of 30, 40, and thriving, Kyle writes it. It says, uh, <laughs> Sleepaway Camp, serial killer, teenage wasteland with creative deaths, and another great connection that I won't spoil the most watched movie of all time. I'll just keep finding places to suggest Sleepaway Camp until you actually pick it. I started this movie a few months ago, and uh, I think I watched it, I think it was around like um, 4th of July, because I was like, oh, it's like a summer camp movie. And I got distracted, and so I made it about 10 minutes into Sleepaway Camp, and I did not <laughs> see whatever the connection is that he doesn't want to spoil. Nice. Well, uh, then he also continues uh, the John Waters film Serial Mom, uh, the master of postmodern comedy made this film in, <clears throat> from 1994. It is so 1990s, so over-the-top campy, so surreal, so bizarre, something completely different, and would be fun to hear you all talk about it. It would make some people laugh, and some people go, what the fuck was that? I think he's sub subtweeting Jeff with that comment. Maybe. It could be subtweeting all in, too, or Megan yep. the Librarian, anybody. Uh, Jim. Stefan could be any of our, our regulars. Uh, never seen Serial Mom. I do not know what the connection is. No either. No I'm, idea. I'm intrigued by Serial Mom. Yep. Uh, well, the 13th floor. Uh, speaking of freaky 13th, uh, I saw this in ah, the theater nice. multiple times when it came out in 1999 and loved it, but haven't revisited it since then. All I'll say is that this is a mind-bendy sci-fi movie that seemed like it would be squarely in your wheelhouse, Zach. Oh, nice. And Brennan. And, oh, oh, I need to scroll down. And Brennan. And it's great to the body swap trope in a way. Bizarrely, no one from my letterbox seems to have seen it or has even has it on their watch list. Um. And then uh, finally, Kyle writes in with uh, his cardinal connection, California, a road trip movie about serial killers and serial killer enthusiasts with a stellar cast. When I recommended this following Bad Times at the El Royale, you almost picked it. But then it wasn't streaming anywhere. Looks like it's now on Hoopla, and it would be a fun follow-up to keep the serial killer party going. Owen writes it. It recommends Freaks from 1932. This was going to be on my list as well. Uh, title link, as well as Todd Browning's controversial classic about a group of circus performers. I know this was remade in the 90s. It was? Uh, yeah. Interesting. Uh, and then he uh, uh, recommends Face Off. Um, almost too obvious as a body fa body face swap movie. Yep. I do love Face Off. It's a good connection. Um, and then he finally uh, recommends Monster from 2003, centered around a serial killer, Charlize Theron, Oscar-winning effort. And then we can move to host suggestions. I liked all of those. Zach, you get to go first. I do get to go it's first. It's a good cool. list of listener picks. Some of them yeah, are. Um, Monster would be interesting. I didn't love yeah. Monster when I saw it, um, but that was probably in 2003. Probably learned <clears> it <throat> from Blockbuster Hollywood Video. Um, all right. Let's, well, probably 2004, I guess, if I rented it. Um, what do I have on my list? So I have one, two, three, four, five, six, seven movies on my list. Um, unfortunately, most of them are movies I've seen. I really yep. struggled with movies I haven't seen. Um, so I will go with... Uh, Let's see, I'll start with two that I have never seen, and uh, I won't read all of mine, but the first one is Invasions of the Body Snatchers. Um, nice. This is the one from, I'm going to do the one from 1977, I think, is or whatever the 70s one is with the 
Donald, I think it's a Donald Sutherland that's like yeah. has the GIF where it's pointing. Yep. Yeah. Um, Cause I saw the original um, earlier this year. So I'll do that. Uh, the other one, this was inspired by Megan, the librarian's feedback. Um, I've never seen the original Buffy, the vampire slayer. So figured Wonderful. could do that high school um, sort of horror movie. Um, and it's much more of a comedy than this is. Yeah. Um, and uh, all right. So then uh, let's see, what else do I want to do? So I'm going to, do uh, Fallen, which is a movie with Denzel Washington, where um, the it's about a serial killer who right before he goes on death row, he like switches his consciousness to other people. And so the serial killer's consciousness is in all these others. So, you know, kind of similar to uh, so Freaky. Are on my list, so great choice. Oh, good. Um, then I will do uh, the let's see. I'm going to do blockers as well. Um, I know it's on your watch list. Um, it might be on your suggestions list as well um i believe there's a cast connection was it Catherine newton is in blockers i believe yeah yes um but also just kind of like high school in the late 20 teens um mm. and i thought blockers was great i'm a, i i really thought it was well done um and i was very surprised by it uh john cena is uh probably my favorite role john cena has done in a movie and uh i'll do one more um, sorry to have so many but just because this one is i i thought like this is a very strong connection influenced freaky a lot and that's back to the future um yep. obviously it's we've got the teenager who's in a different state of being than they're used to um but even when we see millie walking through that square in the beginning of the mm. movie that reminded me so much of the hill valley square like so much that i wondered if they filmed it there because i know okay. that set has been used for uh for different uh, music videos and things like that yep. so um and then the scene in the back with josh and the butcher kissing yeah. reminded me a lot of uh marty and lorraine in the front seat there of the car go. so uh, and then i have two right. also rands that i will mention after you list yours oh, great well uh obvious choice is obvious um vince gone is a serial killer uh in the remake of psycho oh not what i thought was going to be your obvious choice and then the other obvious choice that's obvious is the Lindsay lohan jamie lee curtis freaky friday yeah, um which had to come up the first this came up yeah had to come up um obvious connection obvious title connection um mom and daughter don't get along um etc cetera, etc cetera. Yeah. um why did you other... pick that one and not the 70s one or the 60s one or whatever the um, because was. i actually haven't seen the lindsey lohan version oh all but right. i have That's seen the but i have seen the uh Haley mills version from the 60s yeah so, yeah um and you know you got jamie lee curtis and that obviously there's a laurie Strode yep. connection so it's like a little Absolutely. tangential but um yeah um and then i want to throw i wanted to throw out a couple more body swap movies that were popular in the 80s that used to be on hbo all the time mm -hmm. but i'm only gonna pick one of them and i'm gonna pick the one that i remember being better which is vice versa starring judge reinhold and <laughs> uh fred savage is that like is that like the series like just one of the boys and things like that it's like uh, body swap the, its sister movie is like father like son starring douglas moore and kirk cameron not ah, picking okay. that one Mm -hmm. um but and then i i want to throw scream in there because a serial killer chasing around high school students wearing a mask um that's a pretty obvious connection also has a sequel coming up soon also um, has there's a, a trailer for the sequel before yep. dune so it would be nice to revisit that yep and my final connection uh i'm gonna go with one that's very similar to one you picked but is much more not quite not quite so modern but High schoolers trying to survive killer adults, and that's going to be the faculty. 
from the late 90s, Elijah Wood, Josh Hartnett. Uh, you have a pretty gruesome killer, te- some gruesome killer teacher scenes. Mm-hmm. Um, I really like the faculty. I think it's a lot of fun. I think it's, a, I think it is a horror comedy done right with teenagers. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it does a lot of the things right that this movie doesn't. Um, so those are my five. As far as my also rands, um, I had dragged across concrete the um, uh, yeah. Dixon movie. <laughs> yeah, I've um, seen that. That's and then funny. a lot of the ones that came up last week, um, obviously I wrote down Candyman again, uh, Halloween, which we mm-hmm. talked about is on my short list, um, Friday the 13th for obvious reasons, Heathers mm-hmm. for obvious reasons, Mean oh, Girls. Heathers would have been good. Heathers again for obvious reasons. We talked about it last week as well. And Mean Girls, obviously, you know. Um, so I only have two um, movies on my list. Uh, the first is It's Millie's Favorite Movie. That she tells Ooh. everybody, and that's Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind. So whenever a movie is mentioned, I, I thought you movie, were going to say Pitch Perfect Two. Uh, no, I've seen Pitch Perfect Two. It sucks. Uh, <laughs> I love Pitch Perfect One. Pitch Perfect Two is not good. Um, okay. And then the other one. This was the one before I even started this. I was like, well, this is a Freaky Friday movie, so we have Freaky. Do we right. do the other side of the coin and do Friday next week? Uh, oh, there you yeah. go. So I thought about that, but um, I don't know. I just I wasn't. That's a little too cute, cute by half. Yeah, I just wasn't. By half. Yeah. Um, I think the thing that we need to discuss before we start picking is how much do we want to lean on Halloween weekend versus, you know, like we're not going to record till Tuesday. So we're going to be watching this after Halloween, probably. Um, yeah. I mean, do, do we just kind of go with the flow? Do we want to like there's a lot of horror movies on here. Do we want to try to do horror movies? Are you interested? We, we go with the flow and see what see what each other picks um because i think there are some good horror movies on here and then i think there are some good pivots to comedies on here that make sense mm-hmm. as well yeah. so let's just see why don't you why don't you take it from the top and just read oh right I, yes i have to do work now uh all right <laughs> so we've got wedding crashers ferris bueller's day off hexaw ridge jumanji welcome to the jungle jennifer's body susperia tucker and dale versus evil clay pigeons 13 going on 30, Sleepaway Camp, Serial Mom, The 13th Floor, California with a K, Freaks, Face Off, Monster, Invasion of the Body Snatchers from the 70s, Buffy the Vampire Slayer, Fallen, Blockers, Back to the Future, Psycho, Freaky Friday from the early 2000s, Vice Versa, Scream, and The Faculty. All right, Brendan, you get to pick first. Um, For me... I, I figured somebody was going to suggest it, and that's why it wasn't on my list. But for me, Buffy the Vampire Slayer seems to be the way to go because it's a horror comedy, but mm-hmm. also would open us up to, like, teenage comedies in general. So yeah. it's Buffy the Vampire Slayer from your list is going to be my pick. Um, yeah, I've never seen the movie. I've never seen the show. I know people love the show. Um, the movie, I don't know if people love it as much, but... Um... Yeah, that would that would be fun. Um, I thought you were going to pick Blockers. I, I just figured you, I knew it was on your watch list. I'm surprised. Uh, I also thought I actually would have. I mean, I like all my my suggestions, but like I also thought maybe this <laughs> is going to be the time when we finally did Back to the Future. But nah. Yeah. All right. Uh, I'll pick off your list. Um, and I really like your list as well. I'm not going to pick Vice Versa. I have no interest in watching that. <laughs> um, I'm not going to pick the new Psycho just because, yeah. I don't know. If we're ever going to do it's, that, I would want to do like the original Psycho one week and I the agree. new Psycho the next week or something. I agree. And I don't know. But it seemed like a very obvious connection. Yeah, it's, that, you know, it's interesting. I did think about Return to Paradise for Vince mm. Vaughn as well, um, yeah. which is a movie I really like. And he plays a, a guy who's in jail. 
um, in yeah. that movie, and uh, highly recommend that if you've never seen it. Um, yes, yeah, so on <sighs> Freaky Friday is very obvious, but it could be fun, and you've never seen it. Um, Scream, I think, makes a lot of sense because of the timeliness and the faculty I've never seen. I'm very, I'm very much struggling between these three. Um, and I'm going to go. I will say that I will say that if it's going to sway you in any way, Buffy the Vampire Slayer and the Faculty are very similar tones. Okay. So that would be two things that are of a similar tone on on the final list. Mm-hmm. So if that matters to you at all, um, it doesn't really. Um, I was just going to look and do. I was going to see if Scream or Freaky Friday is more streamable, one or the other. Uh-huh. Um, I think I, I I, I'm leaning towards Disney. Scream. It's been a while, um, but it feels kind of better. lame to release a Scream podcast on November 2nd. <laughs> like, That's I don't know. It feels like everybody would just be like, why didn't you release this last week? Um, <laughs> and so I think Freaky Friday is on Disney+. Plus. Scream is not streaming anywhere. Freaky Friday from 2003, directed by Mark Waters. That is my pick. Okay. Um, Great. All right. Um, and that's why I think that of the horror and horror comedy things that were brought up this week, that Buffy the Vampire Slayer makes the most sense because it's both a horror and a comedy. It's not really a horror movie. Hey, um, Mark Waters did He's All That. So if we wanted, if we picked Freaky Friday, we could do He's All That in two weeks. There you go. Well... The one I'm going to pick from the listener list, I'm going to go to Megan the Librarian's pick of Jumaji Welcome to the Jungle, because I've never seen that, and oh, it wow. seems like it would be really fun, and I believe it's multiple characters that body swap in that movie. Yes, everybody body swaps. Um, so Yeah, but there's one body swap that's the most similar to this movie. Okay, well, yeah, let's do let's do Jumanji. Jumanji, not the one that... Um, Came out last year, right? Like there's no, this two. Is, this is like I don't know if it's technically Jumanji, Jumanji too. I can't remember. Um, and that is like a again, it's like a, a look. Because there's Jumanji Back to the Jungle and Jumanji Welcome to the Jungle, right? Yes, Back to the Jungle is like Jumanji three. Um, Welcome to the Jungle is the first of like the rebooted Jumanjis. Okay. So re- rebooted Manjis. All right, uh, for my pick, um, I mean Wedding Crashers, one of my favorites. That yep. would be fun. It's so um, good. Yeah. And obviously, like, wedding wedding year, it does feel like we should do Wedding Crashers this year mm. based on all the other weddings that we've done. Uh, Sleepaway Camp is on my list of movies mm. to see. Again, I feel like it's like, why are you releasing a Sleepaway Camp podcast on November 2nd? It makes no, I, That's something I would criticize another podcast for doing. I, I know. You would be a pet peeve of yours. Yeah, yeah, I'd be like, what the hell? Why didn't you release this last week? Um, Face Off was on my list. I'm just Face Off. I'm not in the mood to talk. I, it is. I'm not in the mood to talk about Face I think everybody's talked about Face Off on podcast. I mean, just, down the hat, uh, not down the hatch, but Post Show Recaps just did a Face Off like earlier this year for their. Yeah, yeah I mean, it's yeah, it's it's good. I'm gonna go with a blind spot for me. I think it sounds fun. I'd be curious about it, and that's Serial Mom. Um, have you seen Serial Mom? No, I don't know what that is. Yeah. It could open up a whole block of like mom movies. Like we could have Mr. Mom next, or oh, yeah. Uh, I don't know. There's other mom movies. Let's uh, see if Serial Mom is streaming. I would be down for Serial so Mom. So Serial Mom is on Peacock, um, okay. as well as you can rent it on Amazon. Um, but Peacock is going to have commercials if you watch it. Mom is a serial killer. Is that what it is? Do I even want to know? Yeah, I think she's like. A, I think it's like you know everything seems great in suburbia, but actually Mom's a serial killer. And I can think of one really good suggestion off of Serial Mom. So I actually like not to not to skew the ladder because I think Freaky Friday would be fun too. Um, let me look up streaming for the rest of the stuff. We got Buffy the Vampire Slayer and Jumanji as well. Um, 
Yeah, I mean, I think this is a fun final. This is not where I thought we were going with this at all. Um, with with I thought we were going to end up doing another horror movie. So, um, yeah, Jumanji, welcome yeah. to the jungle. The next level is the one after uh, Jumanji, unstreamable. Oh, it's on Stars okay. actually, but not not super accessible. And then what was the last one? Buffy. Actually, Buffy uh, the Vampire Slayer. The movie uh, is probably on Paramount Plus, so we guess. Yeah, um, let's see. Buffy the Vampire Slayer from 19... That's from 1990, I think in the 80s. Yeah. Uh, it's it is on right. IMDb TV with commercials. Ugh, screw so, that. Yeah. Um, I might try to watch this this week, though. This looks interesting. It is very fun. Yeah. Because I, I, I'm like, I'm kind of in the mood to watch some, uh, you know, some Halloween content. Yeah. So Halloween I mean, I'm very spots. excited for my Halloween content I have coming up this weekend. Yeah. So. All right. Um, so I think it's between Freaky Friday and Serial Mom. I think we should watch Serial Mom. Yeah. And we fun. do have, like, Mom as a big character in yeah. uh, in Freaky. So, um, all right. Serial Mom it is. Um, this is John Waters. Yeah, uh, our first John not, Waters. Not Mark Waters. I wonder if they're related. Mark Waters did Freaky Friday. John Waters did um, Serial Mom. Um, yeah, I don't know. Uh, oh, John Waters did Pecker, which was on yeah. the... Uh, that was on the wall of the main guy in Freaky F- or in Final Destination in go. his bedroom. That yep. was the first time I ever heard of Pecker. Um, Serial Mom. We've got to be the only podcast that has ever talked about Serial Mom. I would I'm excited to talk about it. Yeah. Uh, Blind Spot for it uh, looks like my librarians watched it. Um, otherwise, Blind Spot for everybody else. Um, five star movie for Kyle. Oh so, man. Might have to well, talk let's about check it out. I right, uh, Serial Mom. It is. Well, all right. Yep. So streaming on Peacock. There you go. Boom. I guess I should have let you do all of that. but oh. That's all good. All right. So, uh, yeah, looking forward to hearing from everybody on Serial Mom next week. Zach, what do you have coming up uh, later this week? What's going on with you? Oh, what's going on with me? Um, well, let's see. What, what am I going to watch this week? What's my one thing I'm going to watch? I started Midnight Mass. Um, I probably should go back to that and try to finish that mm-hmm. before um, Halloween. Um so, yeah, and I don't remember what Criterion can collect channel. It's, oh, uh, watching Korean Mother. Cin- yeah, yeah, Korean cinema. So I'm watching Mother oh. by Bong Joon-ho nice. for Criterion Challenge. And that is also going to be my Criterion. Um, I'm going to watch The Host on Friday night. Finally. And I'm also going to watch the original 1960s version of The Haunting for my personal movie ladder. So. Aren't you going to Max House to watch Halloween this weekend? On Saturday, yeah. yeah. On Saturday. But, yeah, well, um, I mean, you know, that's that's not the most thing I'm most looking forward to. Just kidding. Well, that, that's going to be very fun. I think it's uh, going to be very fun. We're going to have a good yeah. time. Yeah, that'll be good. Um, well, uh, Brendan, if people do watch Serial Mom next week, is there a way for them to send us their feedback? Yeah, I mean, as we said earlier, I mean, you can always send your listener feedback to us at Ladder Movie on Twitter, uh, on our letterbox at Ladder Movie, or at the movie ladder at gmail.com. Great. Um, and uh, I will be there to uh, read them and put them to, into all of our data places. All right. Well, shall we stab each other with the knife and uh, body swap back to our regular roles for next week's podcast? Mom, I want some cereal. All right. We'll see you next week for Cereal Mom. Uh, Brendan's at Fitzy Brendan on, on Twitter, and you're at Brooksia, right? That's true. I'm on uh, Brooksia on all platforms at Ladder Movie. That's how you can get at us, uh, the podcast proper. And we'll see you next week for Serial Mom, streaming on Paramount, uh, uh, Peacock, not Paramount Plus, Peacock. Peacock. And probably other places, libraries as well. And that's Serial Mom.